Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Hey, good evening, everybody. Welcome back to the Six Rings King Show on a new night. Monday night now, baby. We're really excited, actually, to have Eric McLean on the show here. College football analyst, co-host of the Huddle. Coach. Yes! All right! <laughs> First touchdown of the year. <laughs> Miami Hurricanes, yeah. You know the name already. It's Merced. Ha <laughs> ha. It's the Six Rig Kane Show. Can't forget the name, though. Got Jazz, Blue, Vision, DJ, break the game code. Ain't no changing up, ain't no breaking up. Real port alive from the Hall Ride Stadium. Ball 14 for the orange or green. We see the Six Rig Champs. It's more than a dream. This is life on the field. Beyond 100 yards of hurricane. What's wrong with us? Seriously. What's wrong with us? We're Miami Hurricanes fans. Welcome to the Six Rings Cane Show, a show dedicated to Miami Hurricane sports, featuring the legendary Larry Bluestein, Jazz Santana, Vish, and Danny Gillette. Let's go Canes. The Canes win 20 to 30. W! Woo! Let's the go Canes, Canes all right? There it is. Back to 500. The Canes won 20 to 14 ACC against wins. Virginia On the road. in ACC play. Good, great, awesome, fantastic. That's been the show, everybody. I hope you guys have a great day. We're out of here. <laughs> to drink heavily. Yeah, we Danny, outgained them by 150 yeah, yards. Danny said he wanted to take a shower, and I said, yeah, and whiskey, right? Exactly, 100%. 100%. <sighs> oh, my All right. gosh. All right, yeah. so 20 to 14. Um, three right, before, we go, before we go full on, because I think anyone that like watched the game, obviously the way – Really, the fourth quarter transpired, but really most of the second half was just not good. So we're probably going to slant that way, recency wise. But we should mention Colby Young, outstanding again. Talia Van Dyke was really good. Um, we seemed to have the passing game going smoothly. Ladson had a big catch at the end of the game. So uh, Mallory got concussed and got knocked out, made a couple of tough catches before that. So all right, with that out of the way, Mallory got absolutely leveled. <laughs> by the way, that was a that was a huge hit on Mallory. Yeah, no, he got it was, a, it was a cheap shot. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's why the, the guy was ejected. Yep, so I mean, yep. they called it. But, um, but yeah, boy, so there were some positives. I mean, the twenty point lead didn't come from nowhere. So, no. <laughs> so there were some positives, and and the but defense it almost played well for some, three. It almost yeah. went somewhere, and, and okay. the defense played really well for three quarters, and then. Well, actually, I will say they still had busts. We got away with a bad one. Yeah, we got away. Um, that they dropped at the beginning of the third quarter. Um, but overall, like the first three quarters, we control the entire game, and then bottom almost fell out. But I'll tell you what, that front four is is pretty damn good, um, as they continue to be one of the top front fours in the country, believe it or not. So, which is just interesting to say, considering how bad this team looks sometimes. And uh, you know, the biggest, I think, the biggest number and the biggest thing that we need to talk about right now is. Um, is the lack of discipline and the lack of composure and yeah? Let me pull the stats. Uh, up, anything but... else that you want to put, uh, you know, any other words that you want to kind of put in there? But uh, we're talking about 16 penalties for 144 yards. We couldn't kneel the ball without we doing could... 12 men in the. We huddle. got a penalty in a victory formation. <laughs> like we can't even win. We can't even. We oh, we, we got a penalty on the. We we don't know how to win. We can't even well, win on a on, on, on a victory formation. We have to get we get a penalty on a victory formation. You don't understand the amount of alcohol that I want to consume at this very moment for the lack. I mean, it's not only a it's not only the, the player's fault, but good lord almighty coaching, you gotta get it together and have these guys ready to play. This is unacceptable to have 16 penalties. For 144 yards, whether it's on offense or defense. It boggles my mind. Not only that, but it also boggles my mind that in the fourth quarter, 
You're not running the ball. And I get it. We didn't run the ball well again. We didn't run the ball well. Oh, around the against it, just dropped the ball. Um, I get it. We're not running the ball well, but we still did okay, right? We had what, about 100 yards rushing. We, we had some some plays that we could, you know, get some yardage. Get me two or three yards. Make them call their timeouts early. It's situational football. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's a no-brainer. It's a no-brainer. And I got to give that, and I got to put that on Josh Gattis. I, ha- I haven't been critical of him that much because I said, hey, well, we're lacking here, we're lacking there. But at the same time, my guy, you got to do better. You got to do better at that point in the game. And like you said, Vish, it's situational football, okay? DJ, you know it. You've been part of the game for a long time as well. That's unacceptable at that time. And, again, it goes back to – no, it doesn't. You know what? Screw that. It doesn't go back to – It doesn't go back to anything. It doesn't go back to not knowing how to win because you're Josh Gaddis. You're the offensive coordinator who was with Michigan. You know how to win there. You know how to win in Alabama. Michigan made him look pretty damn good. I'll say that. Michigan made him look good. Michigan made him look good. And I'll say this. They had a good offensive line and good running backs. Yeah, they had the best offensive line in the country. Yeah, Michigan made him look good. That's all I'm saying. So I I don't know that that's necessarily as Blue joins us. Um, I I don't know that's necessarily, you know, just Michigan. I mean, I think he definitely gets the blame for how the end, end game situation was going like our offensive line is so bad that he I think his initial decision to lean heavy on the pass made sense like he doesn't want to be throwing the ball 44 times but you got to play situational football we didn't do that in offense or defense no that that first touchdown you know we stopped their comeback right there third and goal from the 15 and they in a field goal doesn't do them any good because it's still three possession game all you got to do is stop them we're in zero coverage. They're just able to throw a swing pass to the running back and walk into the end zone. Like, what are you doing? Our situational football was terrible. We dominated most of the game, which is why we won. And all we just the fourth quarter was just poorly managed. We made a ton of penalties, obviously you can see it on the screen. We made a lot in the fourth quarter, which you know extent kept giving them life. So there's a lot to, but just, just not. <laughs> you know, penalties at the wrong time, leaving guys wide open on third and long again. Like, they only converted four of them. I venture to guess that most of those were very – were, like, more than – I know one was a short yard, but I think a lot of them were long yardage. Certainly that – when we punted them inside the two-yard line, it's 20-7. to seven. You know, that drive, you three and out them, the game is over because they're going to punt it back. Their punter stinks. We would have gotten the ball back in field goal range. And third and – and they wasted two plays. Like, Virginia Tech is so bad that, like, they wasted two plays, slamming it into the line, end up third and ten from the two, leave the running back wide open in the flat again, and he just gets 15 yards. And then when they end up punting on that drive, you know, we still had to move it. It was just – My question on that play is if you're if you're getting home, if you're getting home with four, why are you sending six or seven guys in that play? Why? Explain that to me. Why are you sending six or seven guys on that play when you've been getting there with four? Drop, drop back. Don't let him get a touchdown. It's not that hard. Yeah, that that third and fifteen. I, yeah. I honestly, like, as much as everyone, like James Williams, misread the play and made a mistake. But the fact that you you're allowing just formationally to have a situation where there's a one on one play in the flat on third and goal from the fifteen is just unacceptable. We should have been in a zone and should have said you can have five yards. Like no one should have been within five yards of the line of scrimmage. I, I don't, I don't know. It was, nice. it was not reading the situation, especially, like I said, the yeah. field goal didn't do them any good there. No, no. So you got to play that situation then understand, like, like they were probably going to have to go for it, and you just – we're not playing that situation. Like, it's it's almost like, like you said, we tried to force – like, why were we blitzing and playing zero cuts trying to force the play as if we, like, need to force a turnover because a field goal kills us or something? I. Right. I don't know. Again, the first three quarters were, other than the penalties, were really good, and that's why we won the game. So we shouldn't just, you know, focus on no. the end game. But, but man, that was almost a textbook blowing a game there. I mean, you're talking. I mean, that first half was great, right? On offense and on defense, both the like, play calling was okay. I mean, we still had a little bit of pro- an issue running the football a little bit, but we were moving the ball. Tyler Van Dyke was on point again. Kobe Young was absolutely outstanding. But you see that there is a lack of playmaking ability at the running back position. Jalen Knighton is not the guy that he once was, whether he's still he, hurt or not. If he's, he's, he's either injured or it's like mental because of the fumbles, but he was not. And that's why he we put in a walk-on who ran the ball yeah. better, frankly. And listen, I'm, I'm, I'm going to – he's not a walk-on. He was a transfer. 
was a he was a transfer walk on right from UAB. Nice. I thought he was a transfer walk on. No, 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 he's from UAB. No, no, I know, but I don't think he was a I don't think he was a a walk on. But um, and, and listen, I'm gonna throw it to Blue here because I got a bone to pick with you now, Blue. I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I Thad Franklin runs soft to me, and that's why you're not seeing him in the red zone. That's why you're not seeing him push people around because he doesn't push people around. His the way that he runs the ball boggles my mind as to how he turns his back to the defense every time he gets down there instead of punishing someone. You saw him on one of those runs get completely stonewalled by a cornerback, and he's 6 feet, 240 pounds. I think those are the reasons why you're not seeing Thad Franklin down there. There's something going on because he is not a tough runner for being 6 foot, six foot 240 pounds. He doesn't do the things that a, that a bulldozing running back would do. I'm not seeing it. That's why you're seeing Lucius Stanley play a lot. Because I just don't see it. He dropped the ball as well. Like, he needs to play a lot better if he wants to get more playing time as well. So, just I, real quick, I did look it up. Lesha Stanley is a walk-on. Is? Okay. Well, yeah. he's, but he did transfer from UAB. So Yeah, he uh, agreed to walk-on to our team. So, he's one of those, like, preferred walk-ons where he could have a – Yeah, but, that doesn't matter to me. It's, no, no, it doesn't matter. My point that. is that that's where – that that that's – I feel – I know you asked Blue about that, and, and I'll shut up in a second. But I think that's reflective of Knighton's play, that yeah. they just don't – he wasn't hitting the the heart the hole at all, and they were just like, "Forget it, we got to go with this kid." Tell me so. why? What's going on with that Franklin Blue? Because I know, I know, we want to. We thought that he had that potential to to be that guy that's going to go ahead and and you know be that bruiser, be you know get those carries when he's getting some of these carries. He's getting stopped at the line. He's not pushing through. He's turning his back. He's not running with that aggressive style that a six foot two hundred forty pound pack back should no. be running. I won't make excuses for him, but I will tell you, I could, I could offer this, um, that if you're a pinch hitter in baseball and you get one at bat every, what, every game, once every other game, he doesn't get enough carries to get have any confidence. I mean, what does he get? He's had like seven carries in the last two games. And I understand what you're saying, but you know, everything can be remedied by the times that you get the ball in your hands and he doesn't get it enough. I mean, I would, I understand what you're saying, and if you look at one of uh, two of his runs, when he got the ball, as soon as he got the ball, there was a defensive lineman right there. So I mean, they, and you know, and there's a lot of factors. I mean, you put him in a Ohio State offense, he'll carry 25 times for 200 yards every game. It, that's just the way he, he just needs more reps. He his attitude well, is well, blue. Let's be honest. My grandmother could do that against Ohio. Against yeah, Ohio, well, whatever. Ohio I'm just State saying also. that he, <laughs> you know he's not. I, I mean, the whole thing is is in in watching the game. <clears throat> just get used to it. This is what the entire season was going to be. The entire season. There's not a game left on his schedule that won't be like this. Not even close. Duke is Duke is better than Virginia Tech. Duke's got yep. good coaching. Uh, you know, I mean, everybody on this roster, on this Virginia, Pittsburgh, Florida State, everybody left on this schedule is going to be – it's going to be a game. That's why uh, my buddy said to me, as soon as he saw seven points, he ran to his bookie. <laughs> and he's a rich man today. Uh, you know, I mean, obviously, I just didn't understand it. I mean, how could you uh, – Miami played, like you said, Jazz, they played extremely well in the first half, offense, defense. But there was something lacking. And even the TV announcer says, geez, you can't be throwing 50 times a game. And they were right. You can't. Yeah, so all of a sudden, Miami went from that Bethune-Cookman game where, oh, my God, they had 260 yards on the ground and we have a great running game. To this, I don't see how that's happened. I really don't. I mean, I still believe Parrish and Rooster are good, really good backs. I mean, heck, Cheney needs to come back. Oh, I know. Well, somebody, <laughs> but, somebody said, somebody said, man, we, man, we miss Cheney on, on on this team. I go, yeah, we, we we've missed him for three years already. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> poor but, guy. But <laughs> guys, Miami's what they are. You know, we're trying, everybody, fans, us are trying to manufacture something that they're not. They don't have a great roster. They have a good roster, but they don't have a great, great roster. And, you know, it, it'll reflect. And you just, you just said, I, mean, I could run for 200 yards at Ohio State. Well, the same thing with the coaching. If the coaching had better personnel, maybe some of the moves that they make 
would overshadow what we all perceive as questionable calls. Um, I watched the game and I, you know, even when it was 17, nothing, you felt that they were missing the penalties. Come on. That's the biggest thing. The penalties. Come on. I mean, both teams, but I don't care about Virginia tech. I care about Miami over a hundred yards and penalties and, and what two or three of them brought back good plays. Yep. And, And, and that's what I'm saying. My, you, you don't get enough opportunities. You play a Clemson, you play a Pittsburgh, and you make these plays, and you'll get you'll get blown out of the place. I mean, you oh, just 100%. will. You just don't. You can't overcome them against teams like that. Against a Virginia Tech team, when we saw their average. But I told you, the the kid Malachi, and I've watched him since high school, is a beast. And uh, you know, if he was on a if he was on Miami, <laughs> he, he would be pretty damn good. So. I knew this wouldn't be a runaway. It just didn't have any of the earmarkings to be a runaway. Miami doesn't, especially when you're a one-dimensional team. Now, defensively, I thought they did extremely well. They got a few people banged up. James Williams got hurt. Uh, he came back in, but I know that he he got hurt a little bit. Uh, they came out of this uh, with some injuries, and that kind of bothers me a little bit heading in the next week because Miami's not the type of team that, that could afford to lose anybody. Uh, they're not deep enough, and uh, but they didn't play smart, and I'm sure that Mario Cristobal would be the first to admit uh, that his team, not the coaches, I don't want to hear how oh, it's on us. No, it's not. It's not. It's not. It's on the kids. You know, I mean, they do what they can and during practice all day, teach them all this stuff. But to me, the penalties were unacceptable, and that's – he needs to address that right away. I think it's on both, by the way. It's both the players and the yeah, coaches. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, the, the I would agree. And then managing the game, like, that's on the coaches. Like, the fact that we mismanaged the fourth quarter and gave them extra chance after – like, they punted down 13 points with seven minutes left, and we gave it back to them with 6.15. We took 48 I'm, I'm sorry. That is just bad – that's bad coaching. But this, you have no running game, so you become a one. You got to work the clock some. It doesn't matter. You're playing the situation at that point. But if without a running game to eat clock up, how you? No, I'm not saying the running game would have been effective. We threw three incompletions and punted it back to them. And and that's what I'm saying. You don't have. You didn't have an option. You didn't have an option of running. Even if you run for, even if you run for no yards, what you're doing is at least so. I actually forcing them to call a timeout. Or they're gonna, yeah. Gonna so I, even I, if you run for no yards, don't snap it quick. Take some time off the clock, and then yeah. see, and then yeah, see where a, you go from yeah, there. Actually, actually, don't tweet this out when that drive star is like, I prefer to run for zero yards here and to try to throw it all over the place. Just take the clock down. You take two minutes off the clock there. Um, we took thirty seconds. Like I don't know why they punted. Frankly, it was fourth and four, <laughs> and they needed to score twice. But then, like, we gave them the ball back after only a minute. So. Yeah. There was some bad game management down at the end, which gave Virginia Tech chance after chance there that they probably didn't – their play didn't warrant. Yeah. A lot of those penalties that, – that their last touchdown drive was basically sustained by our penalties. Um, but – But that goes back to what, what Blue was saying, right? This is what we should expect from this team. Right. But, well, the penalties came out of nowhere. We'd been very yeah. good penalty-wise True. this year. And this, is the, and this was just a, a penalty apocalypse. Yeah. I mean, this was this is a complete disaster, and it was actually one of the things we were really good at was not making penalties. So I don't know what happened. I do know a lot of them were on our offensive line who played terribly, and that's also why we couldn't. We we're looking at the running backs. I mean, they're not really opening holes up here. Yeah. So, so I think the offensive line needs a lot of work, and at the very least, you cannot keep false starting. The number of times where you know, Blue pointed out we we wiped out plays with penalties, but also that we're in first and 15, first and 20, and we move it like 16, 17 yards and punt because they keep false starting. I mean, that's not – if we play a better team, you lose because of that. So the the one thing I would say is completely like – I'm sorry, on that last drive, we did a great job. We got two first downs and iced the game, which is the goal there. They didn't get the ball back. That was awesome, actually. We were all yeah. freaking out during it, but like <laughs> you kick it deep with 312 left and two timeouts, you're like, we're going to get the ball back with two, two and a half minutes left. We're going to go down and win the game. We didn't give them the ball back. We converted both third downs and and took a knee, but snapping the ball with ten and fifteen seconds on the play clock on that drive twice—you've got to be kidding me! Yeah, like that—that that, what? Even Coach Cristobal had a kind of like he said, Tyler, take your time, take your time. Yeah, yeah you I don't understand it, right? what you that was. Doing yeah, that. no. So I mean, I guess that's on Van Dyke because you're right. We definitely saw that. He was like, "What are you doing?" But 
I mean, we've Tyler has been on the field winning games before in the fourth yeah, quarter, so you should know how to work the clock down. But sure. man, that that to me is just come on. Like they actually got, we had to get that, we had to run a few extra plays because of that. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it's just now again, they're not good, so we got away with the loss. They had some drops too that you know a better team like North Carolina didn't make last week. Right. So we well, got I away with think, some stuff. I also we did think, some stuff well, and and we got a win at least. At the same time, at the same time that you know a better team you know, capitalizes off of those, those penalties. I think that if we don't make those amount of penalties, this might be a different score as well. Right. I think that it might, it might've potentially taken some points off of the, off the scoreboard as well. So I think that. Yeah, no, it, I, it, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you think about it, we made those penalties from the first quarter to the end, we were up 20 to nothing after three quarters with the penalties. Yep. It was a couple of defensive mistakes in the fourth quarter after they basically, I mean, they had a couple of busts one of which was like on the first drive where they fumbled at the end of it. And then the other one, they dropped that pass on third and long, which would have been a touchdown. Other than that, they were pretty much lights out for three quarters, which masked over all the penalties we were making, all the chances we weren't taking, you know, advantage of. And then, you know, the bottom fell out in the fourth quarter. All right. So let's talk about uh, some positives in the game. The first one is Tyler Van Dyke continues to, you know, uh, I don't want to say improve, but kind of go back to his old self, right? He um, let's let's look at the uh, um, his um, his stats here. I believe he was uh, there. It is twenty seven to forty four, two hundred eighty eight yards and two touchdowns, no interceptions. Um, not a bad day again for Tyler Van Dyke. And I know some of those throws. Look, there was there was still a couple of drops, right? Like you saw Jaleel Skinner with a big drop. You saw Frank Gladson with one as well. So I, again, they they they've been a lot better, right? You're seeing that some of these players, excuse me. I, I knew Colby saying, Young was everywhere. I did not know he caught nine passes. Nine, nine passes. For, yeah. I don't, wow. Someone said that he went over 100 yards, but I don't. I don't. I didn't think he went over 100 yards. He had nine. It says no, he had nine catches 61. for 61 yards and a score. Frank Gladson, another solid day, minus that drop. Four catches, 43 yards and a score. Uh, Brashard Smith. Uh, there's another one that's coming up. He had a good day. 76. Yeah, he had a really good day. Uh, Will Mallory was on track to have another monster day. He had three catches for six. That, that actually did really hurt. We struggled to move the ball after he came out. He was killing them. They couldn't cover him. He was making those tough catches that we said he has to make. And, right. and that that really hurt our offense. Skinner Absolutely. is good, but he's not nearly he's not, he's at not, that level yet. He's not yet. there yet. He, he yeah, will be. I and, think he's going to be better than And we actually saw that in the second but. half where – TBD hit Skinner up the seam. He got kind of hit a little bit, and the ball came out. Like, those are the ones Mallory wasn't catching the first few games that he's been catching as of late. Yeah, he's been he's been solid. Can't say anything about Will Mallory. So, hopefully he gets better soon. Um, and then run, running the football, though, you know, again, you know, not not great. I mean, we ran the ball only 22 times. We have four. Uh, Thad had four carries, which, Blue, I, I will give it to you. He, you know, he should give him the ball a little bit more, but four carries for 24 yards. I he had the one really good that run. one that he had 18 yards on, yeah, right? I mean, um, so the other three carries are for six. Rooster, yards. nine for 24, terrible. Uh, I loved what I saw bringing in Jakari Brown for a couple of those uh, Wildcat yeah. plays. I thought that was really cool. That was very innovative or whatever. It was just a smart, a good move by Josh Gaddis there. Uh, Lucia Stanley had three carries for 20 yards, which is pretty solid as well. Um, and then TBD, I know that um, this, it doesn't look great, but I mean, he actually ran the ball decently on a couple of times that he was able to get out of the pocket. But I mean, the, he got the a first play down. The he got two yeah. first downs, which kind of. And the, the winning play of the game was. Yeah, really. Was, yep. was him. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure what the hell's going on with the running game. Well, I mean, I, I am sure where our offensive line is, is totally. But we're down our. I, I mean, for. We're down, we our, are best down our best back. back. Yes, you are. Right. You're, and, you're right. And, and the offensive line is patched together at this point. It's not our, our best five. It's whoever's available and, and it's showing. Yep. Um, so, I mean, that's kind of the, but I mean, you know, you expect, I think the, the reason we're all disappointed at night is you just expect better out of him. And right. I think the, either he's not hundred percent healthy or those fumbles got in his head. Cause he was not exploding through the holes. All, like, man. like we've seen him do in the past, even on that play he fumbled last week, he blew, blew through that hole and like hit it like, I'm getting this. And then he fumbled, obviously. So that's what we remember. But I didn't see any of that burst today. It was all very tentative. Yep. I agree. Um, it's going to be interesting because we are definitely going to need Henry Parrish next week. And, um, 
Yeah, you know, good good news is Francis Magoa and, and the rest of those guys are coming in next yeah. year. I thought you said that they were coming in play next week. Yeah. I mean, might as well. This point, I mean, if you're not start, if you're not start, then we're good. I will take that right away. You're, By the way, Jazz, did we did we find out what, what happened with Parrish? Um, no, I don't think so, but I think he may have been in concussion protocol as well. Okay. Uh, but I'm not 100% sure. I, I have to kind of find that out. But uh, it's so funny, Blue. You, I mean, you just said it. Uh, the transfer uh, – Mario Cristobal is going to hit the hell oh, yeah. the transfer portal yeah, next yeah, year. Yeah. Oh, man. Maybe we should go to Tennessee. Position. They're up by two touchdowns on Alabama. Oh, boy. Well, we talked about it. They're, they're <laughs> legit this year, man. That Tennessee yeah. team is good. I, I'm definitely going to have to change and, and watch that game now. But um, And then on, on the defensive side of the ball – Look, uh, Akeem Mesidor continues to play at a, at a high level. He is, you know, they're calling him one of the best defensive ends in the country right now. It's, yeah. It's impressive what he's doing um, because at first I thought he was kind of quiet, but he was doing it silently. He was balling. He was absolutely putting pressure on, uh, maybe not necessarily getting so many sacks, but you saw him. He had a couple sacks today. Uh, Leonard Taylor, finally they put him in. He, he played a lot of snaps, right? Yeah. Well, more snaps than I think he played 15 last game or 20 last game. Like you're starting to see him get more playing time. Him and Mesidor on that line, inside, rushing inside, that's dangerous, man. You saw Nigel Lee Kelly get a lot of playing time as well. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That front four looks really, really good. Um, Wesley the Saints, you saw him get some more playing time, obviously, with the absence of Wayman Steve. You're going to see some of these other guys get more playing time as well. So um, I think it's going to be interesting. Someone mentioned it, that if you're a linebacker in high school or if you're a linebacker in the transfer portal and you're a big-time linebacker next year, you want to come play at Miami for Coach Tar- Charlie Strong because you're seeing what he's doing with not, not the best talent, right? Like Corey Flagg, another good game today, right? Another sack. Again. You know, played really, again. really well today. Again, you're seeing him play really well. Keontre Smith. Keontre Smith has really play. blown up the last few games. He's been these, awesome. These are these are, look. Keontre Smith is a converted safety. Okay, let's remember that. Like he was a safety coming out of high school. This, I mean, obviously with the potential to be a linebacker, but he was still a safety, right? Kind of in that John Beeson mold, mold, right, where he was a safety, kind of played linebacker, fullback that. That's that's the type of guy I see Keontre Smith. He's playing a lot better. Uh, you saw a lot of Caleb Johnson today. He looked better too. Uh, Wes, as I mentioned earlier. So um, the linebacker core is 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 playing okay. They're playing okay. Charlie Strong has done a great job with what he's had. Um, the the ones that concern me a little bit right now are the safe is the safety position. Minus Cam Kitchens had a pretty decent game again today. Really didn't play too bad. But Avante Williams was kind of lost in some plays. You saw <laughs> that. You know, on that fumble, God, thank God he got that fumble. But because he got t- t- twisted and turned on that slant route that uh, that guy caught, he just chased him down and fumbled and you know knocked it out. Him and uh. I don't remember who else it was, but maybe it was DJ Ivy or something that knocked out that ball. Yeah, I think DJ Ivy knocked it out. And, yeah, and, but but so he got I will say the one thing, idea. the one thing across the board on our on our defense is everyone's running their asses off. They are, they are, and They're, and that that paid off there because he like hustling. you say screwed the whole play up, but he chased it down, and when DJ Ivy knocked the ball, he was there to pick it up. 
hundred percent, hundred percent. So uh, Daryl Porter played pretty decent today as well. DJ had that. Plays. He had that one play right that everybody said, oh, he missed that tackle there late in the game. But aside from that, DJ Ivy played a decent game as well. So he's doing all right. He's not blowing all these coverages or 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 you know getting beat so much like he was the last couple of years. I like to see. I like what I've seen in, in his improvement, which tells me that Jamila Die is a hell of a coach. Okay, because you've got some, you've got, you know, you don't have the best talent at corner, but you've got some guys there. You're right with the absence of Tyreek Stevenson today as well. I think the corners did okay. The safety room is the one that's a little bit concerning because you thought that those were going to be, you know, that was going to be your stronghold, right? You saw uh, James Williams struggling a little bit with tackling at 6'5, 220. The way that you run, you got to wrap the people up and you got to tackle, got to be a little better in coverage. I mean, he's the one that I'm, I'm a little concerned about the. Uh, I would probably say the most. I think Avante Williams, it's just a matter of him being in the right place and understanding where he needs to be. James Williams is where he needs to be for the most part. Okay. With the, with, you know, maybe here and there, a play here, a play there, but he is there. He's just missing a lot of tackles. He's not focused. I don't know. It's a lack of focus for me, Blue. Uh, I want to get your take, all three of you, on, on the play of James Williams because I don't know. Maybe I'm seeing it differently, but I think that he, Still has to grow a lot to be the player that I think we we think he could be, but we're seeing a lot of immaturity, lack of focus because he's missing a lot of tackles. He's in position and then he gets himself out of position. I guess is the word. I'm not sure. Can you guys kind of yeah? Uh, let's, let's, let's go with DJ first. Yeah. Actually, actually, yeah, DJ, DJ, why don't you hit something on that? Well, I was just gonna say, you know, you can see he has the raw talent, and it's almost like he hasn't figured out how to put it together or something just stops in his brain when it's time to make the play. I don't know because, you know, we've seen his athleticism all throughout the, you know, the time that he's been here and it's just kind of puzzling because you can see him. He's at the spots where he needs to be. I think he has good football instinct. It's just a question of making the play. It's honestly kind of puzzling to watch. I don't want to knock him or anything like that, but it's just really interesting to see how he can be there for a play, but yet not finish. I mean, it's almost like something kind of just goes in his brain and he just struggles to finish the job. I don't know what it is. Yeah. Blue, talk to me. Yeah. I, um, he's got a lot of learning to do. He, he, you know, he comes from this school where for, for all his career as a high school guy and even maybe – you know, uh, in his first year, all he had to do is push kids down and they went down. He doesn't he doesn't really I don't think his technique is very good. He doesn't wrap up at all. I think he tries to push kids down. And as you get a, a tougher schedule, these guys aren't just going to go down because you're going to push them. I mean, they, they have way too good balance. They'll bounce off of them. Um, I, you know what? I, I don't want to keep belaboring it but he belongs in the box that's all you know let it force him just like pat sertan did to make plays because now being playing you know uh, a um you know having to play his own game and freelance and stuff he's more you got to get him in assignment football because if you don't get him in assignment football you're going to get what you get and i i think i'd put him i put him in the box and let him you know then he for you force him to make plays uh, you know really because and if he doesn't then you take take him out uh you know right now miami's lack of depth again i talked about every i think we talk about this every week the roster's not great and uh, and we saw that today. I mean, they don't have enough depth to finish things off. I mean, by rights, you know, we could sit here. They should have won that game 35 to 7, really. Uh, but they didn't. And I think we're going to be saying that next week. And we're going to say that the week after. It's just what you get what you get. We're trying to will them to do better than they will do, I think. And uh, I and I understand the fans. I you know what I. It's not working, Blue. But it's not working. I don't know why I'm screaming and they're not doing what I'm telling them. Well, they're not gonna, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, because they're just it's like I said. I mean it. It's they don't have the roster yet, but they will, and I guarantee it. And you know, you watch Mario Cristobal, and you you know, and you watch his staff, and you say, hey, you know, I mean, they're doing they're. You know, other than maybe a few questionable play calls. But then again, you know, I'm not going to sit there and, you know, because next year, uh, you know, they're going to get more talent. And, you know, and you mentioned the transfer portal, plus the good, really good class coming in. And, 
this will be a whole different uh, team. And in two years, uh, like I said, they'll start knocking some powers off because they're going to have the, the, the talent. Um, you know, right now, if James Williams doesn't do well, they don't have another guy to really put in to take his place. But in two years, they will. And, you know, and, and stuff like this won't, you know, you look at those. That's the one thing I look at some of these these really good teams. And the reason why these kids play so well is because they have a fire under their butt. They have somebody right behind them. I don't know of a position Miami really has. And and look at the running back. You'd think that with those two guys, they'd be pushing each other right out the lineup. And they're not. It's sort of like they're waiting for one of them to establish themselves. And you know what? If uh, You know who did push them out of the lineup? Henry Parrish did. Yeah, and that and that shows you that's SEC football, right? Like he comes from a big time. But he didn't do very well when he pushed him yeah. out. You know. Yeah, I mean, and the, the the off it's hard to talk about the running backs without talking about the offensive line problems because there's. Yeah. We were running when we had that offensive line healthy earlier in the year. We were certainly running a lot better. Like we ran up and down on a and m. Like the passing game was not working at all in that game. It's like the complete opposite of what so the offense crazy. is now. So I'm, you're right. You're it's right. an evolving right. situation. <laughs> So um, but I will I will say, you know, safety is one position where we do have big time recruits and, and they're just not play, like Cam Kitchens is the only one team that's team consistent team. back there. I mean, they obviously like like Avante Williams got in this game early and messed up early, and then also was the one who blew the uh the one that they dropped, which would have been another I cannot believe that was third and what 15 or something where we busted a coverage over the top. Come on. Like, I mean, there's no reason to even let anyone get behind you there. So and then it's he just, punched back on that penalty when he should have just pulled away. And, you know, that I guy mean, hit they, him. You know, and, they both could have been ejected. because Oh, yeah, punches, yeah, yeah. But I'm but. saying, you know, in a, in a in a better world, he would have, you know, taken it like a man and got out of there and let the other guy take the 15 pen. And like you said, Vish, he could have got kicked out. And uh, if he got kicked out of that game with the depth that Miami doesn't have at these positions, that – he, you know, yeah. I can see Mario now just, you know, ripping his tail up and down. And I'm not so sure they, they tomorrow during their practice session on Sunday even that they address all this right away because you don't want Duke to come in. And like I said, Duke is not terrible. They have a really good roster and they do some things well. They're better than Virginia Tech. Good they have more that. of a senior-oriented team. And – uh and Miami can lose that game if they don't. Well, yeah, up. I mean, if they if the penalties, I mean, I think the frustrating thing with today is complete control of the game for three quarters, and it wasn't close on the scoreboard either. Yeah. And now, like the way the game ended, where I think we're all saying in the fourth quarter, like we actually have to make plays to win this game. Why are we not? Why are the third stringers not in right now? And it's because we made all those penalties. We just left them in the game. But yeah. I will say, defensively, you know, there was a, the two busts we mentioned. One we got the fumble on the other. They dropped it. Other than that, like they didn't move the ball. I remember when they crossed the midfield um, on their first drive of the fourth quarter, the coach was like, hey, they got into Miami territory because that's how dominant the defense was for most of the game. So I'm not going to let the fourth quarter completely, you know, erase that. Um, But there was just, you know, it's the penalties. And and even defensively on their their last touchdown drive was sustained by our penalties. So it's just, you know, there's stuff to clean up. But we did play really well absent the penalties for three quarters and why we played that bad in the fourth quarter and still won. It is a four quarter game. Well, that's why it's so important as we mentioned in the, in the pregame to get out to a lead, to dominate the team, because if you have some letdowns, if you have some issues, you're able to withstand it because you got, you have the lead, right? And so you, you play ahead, you play in front. And that way, if there's some mistakes and there's, you know, there's wiggle room, I guess you could say there's some, you know, some room for, for, for failure, I guess. Yeah, I mean, the, 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 the yeah. 20 to nothing lead did not just, you know, appear out of thin air. We played really well to build that lead. And right. frankly, if we'd finished it, we'd be talking about, oh, we won 28 nothing, 27 nothing. What a great win. Instead, you know, we're like, I cannot believe we had to convert that third down with TBD running with two minutes left to ice the game. So it's it's going to be a process. It's going to be a process, as Blue has mentioned, as we all have kind of. But you know, hopefully, you know, now that you have a win, time. you have an ACC win under your belt, hopefully, like, when they get in these situations, they're more confident in their execution down the stretch. Because even though you're up 20 to nothing, it didn't take much to ups, like to unsettle the whole team because we haven't yeah. won in a month, yeah. right? And so it's, now you're like, okay, we can win games now, right? And so that winning is contagious, too. Absolutely. And, and so is and, and plus – Plus, Vish, they took the crowd out for three quarters, and those that crowd on a homecoming day never left. 
and they probably had some nice beverages and got fired up. And in the fourth quarter, they let them right back in it because that crowd was crazy in the fourth quarter. And, you know, that's what I'm saying. I mean, it's, yeah. And then coming back home next week. And then, I mean, like I said, I look at the schedule and there's, there's not one game that I could just sit here and say, Oh yeah, we got a W really. You can't, how can you, you You know, how can you, you can't. So We got to be, you know, and and we, but we've got to, as a foursome here, got to prove it to the fan base that, you know, Miami has to come out and work. They just can't roll out the the ball and say, okay, we got a W over Duke and we're going to beat Virginia, but you got to play the game. And then as we saw today, and as Vish alluded to, and he's 100% right, uh, Miami dominated that game for three quarters. But in the fourth quarter, for some reason, they turned off the light switch a little bit early. And I think that, you know, that's where Mario Cristobal is going to address it and say, you know what, we got to work on that. And I mean, he's going to, I'm sure he'll rip every single position coach up and he'll get his coordinators together and said, listen, we got to stamp on next. We just can't let these guys, you know, come off the ground like that. And, and, and they did, and they let them back in the game when they should, and even the announcers, I mean, they, they willed them to get back in the game because they didn't want everybody to leave their broadcast. So uh, they willed uh, Virginia Tech back in the game. And then when they, they had a really good finish and, you know, that's the one thing about this team. It's, it's, they're, they're going to rip your heart out a lot, but you know what, uh, if they can come up with W's, it's, uh, it's not so terrible. Win is a win, I guess. But, and, and by the way, I want everybody to know, like, I've been holding back, and, and I mentioned this before the before the uh, the show. You know, I've been holding back at criticizing our coaches too much, right? Like, and make no mistake about it, I still feel like Gaddis made the calls that he needed to make for the most part, right? During yeah. during most of the game, right? You see that you're still struggling running the ball. You're gonna throw the damn ball, especially if you have Tyler Red Dyke. You're just gonna do it. Like it's a no brainer. Obviously, you still got to run the ball to keep them honest a little bit. Um, so yeah, there is a little bit of an issue there. And towards the end of the game, in the fourth quarter, I think he mismanaged those last, that the, the series before the last one, I think he mismanaged it a bit. And we all saw that and we were all pissed off about it. And I, I'm, I'm going to, you know, it is what it is. You criticize, yeah. you know, you, you criticize that was, a, that was poor, poor management by Josh Gaddis and the offense, poor management by TVD because TVD is a veteran on that team. You got to be able to say, hold on a second. I'm going to hold the ball. I'm not going to snap it until the clock reaches three or two seconds. Like you got to be better as well on the field. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, like, yeah, there was, there was potentially, you know, a lot more that he could have done there in that series. However, which kind of brings me back full circle, right. To not really trusting maybe the stuff, the players that you have on the field to, to, to run certain plays. And that's what I think played a big factor in, in how he called that series as well. Regardless of whether it was poor, it was, it was poor call, play calling or not, uh, that obviously plays a factor. And the truth is that he's going to have to, the players are going to have to gain confidence in him and vice versa. It's just, this is the way it is. And the culture is not completely there yet. So you're going to have this issue and I, and I'm going to, and I'm going to call him out and I'm going to call out coach Steele and I'm going to call out whoever it is when they don't do something right. And it's, it's just the bottom line. That doesn't mean that they're not the right guy for the, for the position, the right guy for this football program. You got to understand. And DJ, you said this really, really well. And, and a lot of people don't realize, right? Like, yeah, Michigan made Coach Gaddis look really good. Well, that's what happens when you recruit the best offensive lineman in the country. When you recruit the top, you know, top not the top three, but the, some of the three best running backs in the country. You're seeing Blake Corum still doing it now at Michigan. Yeah, with you know, that happens because you recruit the right guys. And guess what, Gaddis and and those guys that are here now were part of those recruiting cycles. Those those coaches that recruited those players. So. You, when you let them do what they need to do down here, you're going to get that result. So we've got to give them a little bit of time as well. But, yes, I mean, it is what it is. He, he didn't call a great game at, at that last drive. I mean, on the play calling, though, we're still at the stage where we're nitpicking. A, like, you know, this sequence of plays was bad. Same thing with the defense, right? Like, right. Steele doesn't make that third and goal from the 15 call, which I think we all agree was atrocious. Absolutely. They probably don't score. We win 20 to nothing, and everyone's, like, high-fiving. I mean, that yeah. – so, I mean, but the to me, the, the larger thing that was, like, pervasive throughout the whole game, because, look, any coach is going to make some bad calls, right? That's just going to happen. You're not going to call a perfect game. But I thought largely we moved the ball, we scored, and we stopped them. And the reason they hung around the game is 
the penalties, which from the first possession to the last was holding us back and keeping him just close enough where the game wasn't over. So you got to clean that up. And and again, if we do better with stuff like that, you know, we get some alignment back healthy and maybe they don't fall start every other play, you know, <laughs> then, then these nitpicky things we're looking at don't aren't as important because you're winning comfortably. Like we were very close to not talking about any of the play calling. <laughs> Yeah. Right. And then, then it's, we it's blew close. the game. Then we blew the game, and all of a sudden it came magnifying again. Right. We were almost there. Almost uh, there. So it's just. I, I mean, I I don't understand how you can watch these games and be like these coaches are terrible. Listen, listen. If we would have scored like twenty eight points or thirty points, we would have been like, we got to clean up the penalties and move forward and move along. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, I mean, the penalties, like you knew in the first quarter, like we got to clean up the penalties. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. But but I, I just. I mean, the same – we didn't score 20 points on accident. Like, we were moving the ball. We were hitting throws. He was calling those plays too. So, I yep. I don't know. And that last, the last drive, other than, than not snapping the ball, you know, with one and stabbing with like 10 or 15, I mean, that's exactly what – you get the ball with three minutes left. They got two timeouts. I tweeted this out before the drive. I was like, we need two first downs and the game's over. Yep. Got two first downs. Game over. Yeah. That was nice to see. I that, we They won the game there. So, yeah. so that was winning football. We've been talking a lot about how we're not making winning plays. That drive was winning plays. Oh, yeah. Now, we shouldn't. I think the frustrating we shouldn't have needed it the way this game was going, but we did at least execute it, and and we ran the clock. They didn't get the ball back after they scored that touchdown. They did not get the ball back. Well, yeah, Aaron Feld kills me. I'm telling you, he comes up to, with this thing. It says building a culture is not for the faint of heart. <laughs> it's a relationship game, and I'm proud of these guys for getting up, dusting their pants off and getting back in the arena. He says, find a way to be one and oh, well, you know, these motivation, like, like if you look motivation usually is for losers. Uh, when you have to, when really, when you think yeah. about it, when you have to pump somebody up, I like, like that. that. I like that. I like that. Though motivation is for losers. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I'm gonna add that to my daily. Oh post. man, that's what a shirt. That's a shirt for five reasons now. I like it. Hey, Vish, don't you agree? I mean, if, if you're winning, why would you have to pump people up with all these sayings and you know dust? Your, you know, yeah. I would much rather not have. Yeah, them. yeah. You talk about going one and zero after you lost last week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I swear to you. Hey, don't say I said shirt. that to him. He'll come after my ass. Reset the schedule. What a know this week. Come on, we can do I it. I swear I'm putting on the shirt. Motivation is for losers. And then little dash, Larry Bluestein. Author uh, unknown. <laughs> author unknown. We'll do author unknown. Author unknown. All right, all right, all right. We won't do it to you, Blue. We won't do it to you. That's, That's it. That I'm... Gus says it's his next, next tattoo. I like that. I like that, Gus. <laughs> I'm going to gift yeah. you that for your birthday next week. The tattoo that says motivation is for losers. I love it. I love it. Oh, man. Um, hey, listen. Look, at the end of the day, yes, uh, Canes came out on top. <sighs> they beat Virginia Tech 20 to 14. Lots to work on still. Um, now it's not the special teams. It's not the defense, but it's uh, the penalties. We got. <laughs> well, I, I will play. say I noticed this and other people did as well. Our snaps on those field goals and extra points were terrible. Yes, we were, were grounding the ball and Headley did a great job of getting it and getting the ball down, but I'm sure they're yep. going to work on that too. Cause that was. No, that Clay was, James, that was, that get was, it together, Clay James. That, yeah. that was that was not good. Yeah, he was and, one of the MVPs today. Yeah, and yeah, then, right. But and then I, I did like, oh, I, Lou, I Lou like, Henry, I, yeah. I really like Brashard back there on punts. He, he's guy's head. He knows when to fair catch yeah. it, and he's and he's, yeah. and he's explosive. And and he finally kind of claimed that because we've been struggling out of that position. So, so well, yeah, he, we, we this made is what we expected of Adam Vish when, absolutely, uh, when Restrepo went down to you know come in the very next game and you know do what you know you need to you know yeah well we got a lot to talk about monday i'm sure <laughs> i just I hope it's, it's not the same stuff i think it's safe to say though we found ourselves a couple wide receivers uh, yeah. so far and i think that's uh that's progress it's exciting because um i mean it, it, it was hard to it was hard to see that uh, this season and now you're starting to see it and uh, it's it's not only that's that's not only the wide receivers doing a great job but we're starting to see again yeah. T- TVD is playing the way that uh, we all thought he would which obviously is going to elevate the play of the wide receivers as well so yeah uh, that's sad yeah. isn't it when you're uh, rece- when your punter has the best hands on the team <laughs> 
It takes me back to Brian Monroe. Brian Monroe, baby. <laughs> Brian Monroe was their most re, uh, best receiver that year. Blue, I mean, I'm not taking spoke, shots at we, Brian, but Jesus. <laughs> we spoke to we spoke to him about it uh, when we were at that uh, at that. Uh, um, thing that they had. I don't know if it was Legends Camp or what it yeah, was. Yeah, 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 Legends Camp. Yeah, that was awesome. But um but anyways, make sure you guys uh, keep it locked here Monday night we will have um a full preview a full a recap again uh real quick of Virginia Tech but we will move at, move ahead to Duke as well. So make sure you guys keep it locked for that as we uh preview Duke and um and go through some changes and I'm sure we'll get some news out of some of the players that got a little banged up. I know that Rashard Smith got a little banged up. Will Mallory did as well. Um and some other guys. So make sure you guys keep it locked here. Was he oh we got a what? Yeah. We got a guy from uh from Virginia Tech on? Okay, I'm gonna put that up there. <laughs> James, is that real? I mean I should be, <laughs> but y'all didn't accept me. Wait, you got into <laughs> VT but couldn't get into my what? I knew y'all going to VT is a very strong academic school. <laughs> it is. It, it, it doesn't matter. Listen, man. Yeah, listen, yeah, yeah. It's like I, you got into VT but not Miami. Something's wrong with our admissions. <laughs> James, that's all right, man. We'll accept you. We'll accept you as an honorary Kings fan if you want, man. It, you know, it happens. It is what it is. Look, my, one of my best friends went to school at FSU because he. He didn't get into UM. I don't know what the hell happened there, but his uh, whole dorm room was decorated in cane stuff. So, uh, yeah. you know, it is what it is, man. It's all good. We still love you if uh, yep. if you're a Kings fan. If you're not, that's all right, man. You're a, you're a hokey. It's no big deal. We're not going to see you for another. We're not going to see you for another four years, which is sad. But uh, yeah, but, but you to... can tell them to buy our merch. The uh, the new T-shirts coming out. Motivation. <laughs> the new T-shirts coming out. It'll be on sale tomorrow. Losers. Keep it, keep it locked because we will have that shirt. Oh man, Ethan, you're gonna get it. You're gonna get it tonight, brother. I'm Can we get it in the right orange? We're gonna get it in the right orange this time, right? <laughs> oh, and if Ethan man. can't get to it, I'll take the orders and I'll make it. I'll see what we can do. <laughs> there you go. Because <laughs> I can't not wear a shirt with that. I need to no, wear that to the we gym every day. We Motivation is for losers at the gym. Motivation that look great. You got me. your Worcester shirt on today, huh? I know Worcester State University. Look not exactly. Powerhouse program there, but it was cheap. Is that so. where they make the sauce or no? <laughs> no, oh, that no, was no. not where they made the sauce. <laughs> That's they, awesome. have good, they have a lot of good alcohol out there, though. So I'll, I'll tell you what, that. though. Tennessee's putting a big time hurting yeah, on yeah, it. They, they just scored again. They're up twenty-eight to ten. Twenty. Oh, I'm 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 behind. I'm behind. I'm watching it now. So. Sweet. Oh, okay. Well, all right, that's all right. Rocky Top. Let's go, Rocky Top. I, I, uh, I did not expect us to end with Massachusetts regional talk, but here yeah, we go. well, yeah, well. <laughs> somehow. My family went to UT, so I'm all about Rocky Top right now, beating the daylight out of Alabama. So, uh, but anyways, again, all right, guys. keep it locked here on Twitter. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Six Rings Canes, and also on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Subscribe, smash the like button for us, James. Follow us Monday nights, 8.30 p.m., the Six Ring Canes show for you uh, VT freshmen out there that want to convert to Canes <laughs> fans. Please feel free to um, to tell your friends about it. But uh, we will also keep it locked here for uh, pre- and post-game always on the games as well. So make sure you check it out Monday nights, 8.30 p.m., uh, Six Rings Canes on the Five Reasons Sports YouTube channel. Blue, Vish, DJ, we'll see you guys Monday night. Adios. Okay. okay. The Six Ring Canes show. Yeah. The Six Ring Cane Show. Yeah. The Six Rings Cane Show. <laughs> you know.